Few technologies of recent years have had quite the impact of electronic mapping and geospatial intelligence. Robert Cardillo has been at the center of it. He retired earlier this year as director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. He's still involved, though, and he joins me now with where he thinks the industry is going. Mr. Cardillo, good to have you on. Tom, it's wonderful to be with you. Thanks. And let's talk about where you think the industry is headed. I think probably when you took over the NGA and worked in this general area, the growth of commercial mapping activities was still fairly new. But where are things going now? Tom, that's right. Um, I had the privilege of taking over the director's position of NGA in October of 2014. And even though that's only five years ago, you're exactly right that things have changed uh, for the better uh, and they're accelerating going forward. And so during my time as director, I was really uh, challenging our team to think differently about what in the old days we would have called non-traditional partners, you know, universities and, and companies and, and, and entities that perhaps were not in the defense uh, sector. And uh, when I left uh, NGA, I'm, I'm happy to say while we haven't, while NGA hasn't figured out all of those connections, um, we really benefited from uh, being introduced to that new and growing part of our industry. I guess companies like Planet Lab, which is one of the ones that I think supplies information to NGA and, and many, many others, uh, really, what, what enabled that? I mean, what, what is the technology underneath the imaging that enabled getting this amount of imaging by commercial entities? Yeah, I, I, uh, Tom, I think, I think Planet's a great uh, example of what we're talking about. And uh, I'll be brief, but let me give you a little historic context for my response. You know, when I joined the business in 1983, I joined a monopoly, um, a government-owned and operated monopoly. And, and, uh, and, we, and we, we, the country, should be quite proud of that history. Um, we served the nation well. We developed an, uh, new technologies and innovated applications in space. But suffice to say, what Planet represents now is um, the transition of that monopoly to a very competitive. Much of that competition is a good thing, um, and uh, a, a marketplace. And so, Planet took existing technology, with um, built uh, on the backs of that government um, path that was developed over the years, but applied it in a wholly different way. And and you know, with respect to Planet, you know, their proposition is, is, you know, if you can see the entire planet once a day, you can, you t- you can detect, you know, interesting, um, uh, educational, uh, environmental, um, uh, disaster preparedness, many different things that you can detect from space with those kinds of uh, technologies. And so NGA did partner with Planet as a way to explore that kind of um, uh, different source provider and different partner. And, uh, and again, I'm a biased, I'm a, a biased participant, but I, but I think it was to our great advantage. Sure. And of course, the NGA has the mission of keeping the military and other federal entities informed with what they need to know about geospatial matters. I mean, it was originally the mapping agency. And so what is your sense of how the government and especially the military will maintain the necessary strategic advantage when that type of mapping information is so ubiquitous 
and available to pretty much anyone that can download it. Indeed, indeed. It's a different world without that monopoly, of course. But again, let me speak a little bit about the NGA mission before I get to your specific question. Best way to explain it is is the um, uh, the motto of the agency, know the earth, show the way, understand the world. Uh, and it is what it says. There is no other organization on this in this world <laughs> that understands this planet as well as NGA does. And I mean the science of it and the gravity of it and the magnetism of it, et cetera. And all of that is necessary so that you can provide safe navigation, precision engagement, um, et cetera, to the military and to our allies. And again, no one does that better than NGA. The third one's most difficult. That's the understanding the world. Uh, it's, it always it has always been a complex place, uh, arguably more and more every day. And to your point, since NGA exists to provide advantage to those that they serve, whether that is in any of those categories, where you have much more uh, of a flat world with respect to technology access, that advantage has to come through um, speed. So one needs to process through all the data faster to get to that point of decision that comes through innovation. And it isn't the same kind of innovation where, you know, we're developing something that's only for government use. It's innovation in applying different partners in unique ways to keep the U.S. military, the Defense Department, and our government in an advantageous position. So the value proposition uh, is the same. The way that we get there has changed completely. We're speaking with Robert Cardillo, recently the former director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. I heard once an airline executive discuss why they were opening their reservation system to other, even competitors, to use as a platform. And they said, well, we can play it and understand it and use it better than anyone, and that's gonna, the brain power we have will be our competitive advantage. It's almost like a violin. Not everybody can play it as well. Would that be a good analogy for NGA? Sure, yeah, and, and, I, and I love it, uh, the example that executive used. The way I would put it is this way. Again, we had exclusive access to data and information that no one else had before, and that's, that's one way to provide advantage. Now that that data and access and information is much more ubiquitous, everyone has it, there's two things that I argue that can happen with access to that much information. One is chaos. You can literally be overwhelmed and thus confused by this proliferation of data sets and the constant and rising streams of, of the same. So again, the, the NGA now has to uh, be better at creating coherence from what could be chaos and creating understanding in what could be confusion. So you're right, it's, it's, it's not quite equal access, but it's more, much, much, much more in a level playing field than it's ever been before. And just as that airline did, it's the one that can work their way through that data and with that data and synthesize to get to the point of decision is the one that will come out ahead. And in many ways, I guess the rise of commercial rocketry is like the equivalent of microprocessors in electronics. They enable so much more. And that's what's given rise to the ability to run software at the density that we do. And so next on deck, and you're associated with some of the companies doing this now, is the launching of fleets, many large numbers of low-Earth orbit, low-orbit satellites for very specific purposes. And that's going to create exponentially more data in a variety of domains. 
How do you think NGA and other entities will be able to absorb all of that? Well, again, you know, you're, talk, you're talking to a biased witness, Tom, but but I'm, I feel quite confident that NGA has set itself a foundation in, one, its experience and expertise. And as I said earlier, there's no entity on this planet that has more expertise along the lines of those two uh, capabilities. And then when you're talking about the changes that are going on with increased access and increased data, uh, NGA moved in the past few years to much more of a data science, computer science, and computer visioning approach, both internally, as in hiring that talent uh, to leverage inside uh, the agency, but also through you know uh, uh, novel partnerships with other data science, computer science, computer visioning organizations, so that they can indeed stay ahead. So all to say, I'm I'm confident that uh, that NGA has made the right choices and that they're on the right path. Uh, I'll finish with by saying though that one must be careful. As soon as you get complacent or rest on yesterday's laurels, you, know, you get at risk. So that value needs to be proved every day. And is there any capability or technology coming along in this whole general field, which combines many, many technologies in truth, that you think is really worth watching? Well, I do. I mean, I uh, like I said, you know, we, we talked about Planet, but uh, I would also add that there's, you know, many technologies involved with the move to autonomous vehicles. And um, to be clear, what is an autonomous vehicle other than a persistently, consistently surveilling entity so that it can make sure it knows its environment, it can see where danger is and where safety is, it can make decisions uh, with respect to, you know, uh, avoiding the former and pursuing the latter. And I just think that as those, what we would have thought of, you know, not traditional partners before, um, I think uh, entities like NGA can can take advantage of the innovation that's happening in, in the commercial world and then apply it in a way that's useful to our national security and NGA's core mission of safety of navigation. Sounds like you're basically optimistic. <laughs> well, uh, if you knew me, you'd know I, I tend to be one in any event. But let me say this, you know, like I said, I've had 36 years of experience in this profession couldn't be prouder of what, you know, the federal government has done to, to keep this nation safe. Um, as I look forward in the next, you know, three, four, five years, I'm quite confident that the innovation that was kind of the d sole domain of the federal government is clearly now uh, shared, uh, if not led by, this commercial and academic um, engine uh, that's occurring. And, and as we've discussed, I think our challenge is a good one. The challenge is, is boy, how do, you, how do you take advantage of that in a way that, you know, uh, allows for U.S. You know, economic strength, uh, which is a core part of our national security, and is pulled into what had been traditionally, you know, a government-only uh, national security apparatus. Um, and, I, and to me, that's just an exciting challenge and, and one that uh, I am quite optimistic about. Robert Cardillo is former director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Thanks so much for joining me. It was a real pleasure, Tom. I appreciate what you do to help keep everyone informed on these important matters. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zell. 
Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.